Hopefully, I said hello in Mandarin. I'm Susan, I'm a teacher. I don't like making soup, but I like eating soup. I have been learning how to speak some Mandarin because I really wanted to get a sense of what it feels like to be the learner. So I chose a language that I really don't know very much about. I know how to say ni hao, xie xie, and I know that sun was the number three in Chinese as well as in Japanese. But apart from those words, I did not know any Mandarin. So a week ago, I have started to learn Mandarin. And I want to talk to you about how it's been for me because I have not found it hard. Not that I'm going fast, not that I'm doing amazing at all. I thought by doing this, I would be able to get more sympathy for the people who say, whoa, learning Japanese is so hard. I can't remember it. I can't remember it. And in all honesty, I'm not feeling that. Well, it's not that those people are not finding it hard. Like I do need to say, I understand that's their experience. But my experience has not been that. So what I'm doing now is sitting here thinking, well, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling, but hearing so much difficulty and weirdness in the people who, particularly teachers as co-learners, not just students. So I've got a few theories. The first one is fairly obvious. That is the frequency. I've definitely decided to learn at least once a day practicing Chinese and probably not just once in the day, but several times during the day. A lot of time during the day when I'm in the car or walking or all of those little parts of the day where you're not really needing to interact with anyone. I often go over in my head just silently what words can I think of? What was that word for like? It, it had an X-I on it. How do I say that? She, 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 one, I think it is. I do need to find somebody to help me with my pronunciation because I have no idea if I'm getting it even close to being right yet, but at least I'm making a go at the moment. So I will go over in my head quite frequently during the day to remember words and when I get stuck on one that I know that I've learnt then that really triggers me to go back to it because I get frustrated and I want to see what that word is again. Frequency, for sure frequency. I also think it's about my previous language learning experience and how I have already learned to be comfortable with not really knowing things. So I don't expect to make sense of something quickly. I don't expect to be able to say something easily. The sentence that I just said about tongue soup, 
um, I still need to think about, and I've practiced that a few times over. Let me have another go if I can get it more fluent. Wo bu shi huan zao tang dan wo shi huan chi tang. Ooh, not fluent yet, that's for sure. But I know what the words are and I put that sentence together for myself and then I checked it on Google Translate and then I listened to it. And what I'm finding is the time that I'm able to spend because I've got as much time as I choose to spend on it and because I'm working on vocabulary and sentences that are meaningful to me, I really did make soup today um, because my children are coming over. So it's about me. It's about me finding my journey of this language instead of being locked into what a textbook says or a teacher says or a language program says. And that makes it a lot more interesting. I think I need a sentence about my chickens too. I've been hanging out with the chickens today. So I'm comfortable with not knowing things. I'm aware that I've got a small amount of active vocabulary. Let's see if I can get some of my active vocabulary. War, Huan, like, yao, want, hui, can, nina, and you, uh, ma, as a sentence, as a question, turning a statement into a question, ma, zaitian, uh, that's goodbye. Mm, they're not coming very quickly. <laughs> then there's a whole heap around the words that I do know, but they're not so active. So I really would need to look at it on a piece of paper or hear it again before it was in my head. And then around that again, probably oh, the middle section of kind of know it would probably be about 10 to 20 words at the moment and then 20 to 50 words of words that I have come across I've kind of learned I haven't really got into my head properly yet like Jung Gong is Chinese person the word for Australia is like nuts I'll try it nope then very likely to be wrong, that one. So those 20 to 50 words on the outside I've kind of got but don't really know well yet. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with listening to a whole lot of Chinese on a podcast and not knowing all of it but being able to tune into the sounds and the feeling of the language and the flow of the language and listening in and picking up one or two words that I do know. I'm not stressed by that and I have a feeling that a lot of people who have only had one language in their life and have become so used to it being completely understandable all of the time it takes a lot more to be ready to not understand and to be okay with not understanding and be settled in your heart with that. I do not think that I'm finding this easy because I know some Japanese. 
Um, <laughs> I'm actually finding that a bit of a liability at the moment because I have been looking at the written forms of many of these sentences and sometimes it makes it easier knowing some of the Japanese characters, but very often it makes it worse because the way I've learnt, for example, the word like in Japanese, the way that's written is the same way it's written for the word good in Chinese. And therefore, I have to kind of unlearn. I have to create flexibility in things that I've locked in together for Japanese in order to get the Chinese. And I do think that that flexibility of thinking is one of the really vital things that we're teaching when we're teaching language because we are teaching to be ready to see words in different orders, be ready to see how a different way of putting something together makes sense. I am surprised, by the way, how similar Chinese word order is to English word order in many situations, not in every situation, but in a lot of them. But something I've noticed in Chinese, and this is another part that I think is important when we're teaching languages, it's a thinking skill of looking for patterns, making hypotheses, and keeping those hypotheses light, holding your ideas lightly, because you may or may not be right about it. But as you're seeing this mess of sounds initially and then starting to see some things being put together, the natural way is to put it into a pattern. Those guesses about the patterns are definitely a high-level skill, a high-level cognitive skill. So... One of the ones that I'm noticing at the moment in Chinese is the word yes and no don't seem to be used very often for a question which has, in English, a yes-no sort of answer. So instead of saying yes, you would use in Chinese, I think, remember, I'm guessing, the verb or the adjective, the main, the main meaning of the sentence, the thing that you're being asked yes or no on. So you either say yes by saying that verb in the positive or that adjective in the positive, or you say no by saying that verb or adjective in the negative. Here's an example that I think makes sense. Again, this is me making guesses and trying to make sense of the patterns. Uh, my favourite Chinese word means to be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully means I am hungry. Nina, I am hungry. And you? Now, I think this is answered with sure, as in am. And then the full sentence, sure. Or if you're not hungry, I think it would be answered with boucher? No, that doesn't sound right. Hmm. And there we have the investigative side. So I'm not sure about that. And therefore, I'm going to have to go back and 
relearn that little piece. But can you see how my brain is working? My brain is trying to figure it out. Not sure. That doesn't make sense. Let's try it again. Let's go back and learn another piece. And it's happening like that because I have the time and the flexibility of my time to really go down the rabbit holes that I feel like going down. Do we give that opportunity to our students? Are we giving that opportunity to our teachers as they're learning? So to summarise, I think I'm making progress because I'm doing it frequently. I'm choosing language which is relevant to me and I'm completely in control of my choices. I'm not being dictated to by a textbook or a teacher. I'm comfortable in the concept of not knowing. I look around my environment and I put together a sentence which may or may not be correct, but I'm having a go at putting that language together. So I'm doing a lot of learning in my head when you wouldn't even notice that I'm doing anything. I suspect that's not happening in our schools yet. So I'm going to encourage my students to have a go at doing that a lot more. I do remember myself doing it when I was in Japan. I'm going to do some speak up next and see how many words I get. I'm going to pause this and I'm going to tell you my score when I finish my speak up sample in a sec. Ni hao. I am back from doing my language sample on Speak Up and I'm excited. I thought I'd get about 20 words and I got 35. And I thought my longest sentence would be about six words and it was about 12. Oh my gosh, I think this whole thing of learning once a week is so hard for everyone to achieve things because that's the sort of speak up result I see on my students in years three to six in the top end of the grades. And I don't think it's just because I'm a languages teacher. I really do think it's because I've allowed this language to be what I want to say and to practice it at least in my head by trying to recall what I know a couple of times during the day. I'm curious. Are you? Let me know what you think. Yeah, how do you let me know what I what you think? By posting into the Sail Languages space or by emailing me. My email, of course, is staylor at Dossel, D-O-S-C-E-L, dot catholic, dot edu, dot au. Give me some dialogue over this because I'm curious. Is this just me? Am I weird? I'm certainly not. I'm really, really, really not. Well, a little bit, but I think it's just because I've been attentive in the right sort of way for learning a language so far. And I'm not stopping here. I'm going to keep on chugging along because I want to be able to say 200 words in the next couple of weeks. Ooh, now there's a challenge for myself. Let's listen to where I'm up to in a couple of weeks and see what that teaches us about how we could make language learning even better for our students and teachers as co-learners as well.